This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm okay. I'm good. It's good. a short week, obviously. Thanksgiving, the holidays here, and it kind of snuck up on me. Yeah, um, just to, have you made your green bean casserole? What do you have to make? No, what do you have to do? well, it, it started with we were going to go visit some family, which we're still going to do. But then my wife says, "Well, I want a turkey for our house." Oh, I said, "So we're going to," which is yeah, fine because I like, actually that's the one time I like making the Thanksgiving sure, feast. Sure, so sure. that I didn't care. I said, "Okay, right. so we're going to a Thanksgiving, and yet we're still going to make a Thanksgiving, which yeah, is fine. Whatever." Yeah, I don't that's kind of sweet, though. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. It's it's all good. Um, but it was funny. Uh, she said something on Sunday, and I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, Thanksgiving is this week. I went, oh, my God, because mm-hmm. it's so early this year yeah. for some reason. I thought it just did, snuck up did on you me have to? Plus, it's been so nice out. It doesn't even feel like. No, it doesn't feel like the season. Yeah. Do you have to go get the turkey? Where Do you, do you get a, a free-range turkey? Do you walk out into your yard and kill one? I pretty much say who's got the best deal for, you do. for me. Okay. You know? What does turkey meat sell for? What is a turkey by the pound? I don't even know. If it, you can get a, like, because a, we, you know, it's just the four of us. So I'm not going to go get a 60-pound bird. I'm just yeah. going to get one that, okay, because my youngest doesn't really like turkey. What? Yeah. So yeah. my old my oldest does, but okay. my my. My little guy is like, nah, I don't, I don't want to eat turkey. He wants, you know, macaroni and cheese with cut up hot dogs for I Thanksgiving. I just had a George Bush moment. Oh, remember when George Bush went to the grocery store and they had scanners and he's like, "What are those scanners?" Like he hadn't seen that. <laughs> yeah, George Bush Senior. Yep, yep. You know, not not W the other one. Right. What whatever. H W H W. And um, he was surprised that the grocery stores had such a thing as a scanner, and they're like, "Yes, sir, it reads the barcode." I just had that. I have no concept of what a turkey would cost. Like is a you want to buy one? Is a twenty pound turkey <laughs> twenty bucks, forty bucks? Uh, usually a turkey is and a depending buck a pound, on, I don't know. they're super cheap this Friday. Okay, yeah, the day <laughs> the after. The day after. Yeah. Um, but I think you can get one for under two bucks a pound. Okay, I think yeah. I, I, I guess I just I had no concept of what it would. Cost I'm gonna me. guess it's about a buck. 60 a pound. I'm just uh, yeah. completely I'm taking a I do stab. most of my grocery shopping at like Super America's, so everything is like exceptionally <laughs> more expensive. Like, this milk is $9 a gallon. Roller dogs for everybody yes. for Thanksgiving. And I don't know. Super America could be the right price. I have no idea. I'm sure they're a fantastic deal. I have a couple of stories that I want, want to run by you before I get to listener mail that will, uh, that will, that will tie everything all together. All right. So... You are a Florida guy. I am. You are a you are a Florida guy. I've been there so many times. I do, I can't remember, but I saw this story and I don't know why I thought of you because oh, no. oh, well no. because you love to golf. I do. Uh, you like to golf in Florida. True. <laughs> and this is something where I could see this happening to Mike Fratelloni. Oh, good. Hole in ones on four different holes. Right. <laughs> A huge mammoth jaw, at least 10,000 years old, pulled up from a Florida river on a golf course. What? A fossil hunter made an astonishing discovery. Oh, I'm sorry. I I misread that. It's happened in Florida. While diving in a Florida river. Okay. The fossilized jawbone of a mammoth. John something or other, who runs Fossil Junkies Dig and Dive Charters, an organization that runs fossil hunting trips for the public, Hmm. 
discovered the complete intact fossil while exploring a section of the Peace River near the city of Arcadia. That's northern Florida, right? Isn't Arcadia yeah, northern go, Florida? Sure. He initially thought the item was a long, but on uh, was a log, excuse me. But on closer inspection, realized it was a large fossil. Uh, he doesn't know exactly how old the specimen is, but believes it could be at least 10,000 years old. He says, I grabbed onto it just to hold onto it for a second, and I realized, wait a minute, that's not a tree. That was a mammoth jaw, he told the local Florida news station. He is planning to take the jawbone to be cleaned and analyzed by experts in Tampa, Florida, who will be able to determine the fossil's age with radiocarbon dating. This is where researchers determine the levels of particular radioactive elements, often with radiocarbon or potassium, in a fossil to work out when a rock was formed or when the animal actually died. I could see this completely happening to you. Well... It, there's a couple Florida. things that why that wouldn't happen to me. All right. I am never, and when I say never, I am never going to snorkel or dive in a river in Florida. No? I mean, alligators. Needles. I'm, Drug needles. Uh, Arcadia just happens to be kind of smack dab north of Fort Myers by like 40 minutes. So it's actually oh, southwestern okay, Florida. I was thinking it was, I, I don't know why I was I, thinking I did it was too. I, I agreed with you, but I looked All it right. up as you were talking. Okay. Um, yeah, there's nothing about a river. You've played enough golf in Florida. You walk by the ponds and you always see like a little four-foot alligator sitting there. And you're yeah. like, okay, that one's not going to kill me. Like it could do some damage. Right. It could take off my hand or some uh, some fingers, but it's probably not going to kill me. But his dad is in the water. He's And he's lurking. And he's lurking. He's yeah. just waiting like, son, just let them come mess with You're you. You're the bait. And I'm going to come grab them. <laughs> so so no, I wouldn't do that. But I, I always love like the guy says, it's like 10,000 years old. How would he know how old it is? Well, he's an explorer. He, he's an he's, explorer. He's, so what? I mean, until you do the radiocarbon dating, right, then mm. that that's when you really know. But just out of the blue, it's like, hey, I just found. Sounds like you can't have the guy who owns the company find stuff. Right, uh, you got to find somebody that the guy it rented needs to the be boat Larry to. that's down the street. Yeah, like the guy who's like, I'm up down from Minneapolis, and we went on this tour, and I found this woolly mammoth head, and it was ten thousand years old. I it see. can't be the guy who owns the business. It says, Wow, what what You're luck! You're never like going to believe if this. If you came down here, you could also rent the boat for five hundred bucks a night, and I could show you where you could find your own. Okay, so there's a little bit of. Well, that. the reason that I found it believable is the final paragraph of this particular story saying, this isn't the first time mammoth fossils have been found in Florida's Peace River, where this one was found. Back in 2021, divers discovered a four-foot mammoth leg bone in the water. Hmm. Meanwhile, in northern Florida, researchers have unearthed a five-and-a-half-million-year-old graveyard of, boy, I'm going to butcher this name, Gomphothers, a oh, four-tusked cool. relative of the modern elephant that had likely drowned in a prehistoric river there. Poor Man, guy. Florida's got everything, doesn't it? Well, I, I just don't I don't get it. And and why are they calling it mammoth versus a woolly mammoth? Are those two different things? Well, you are, know, it's it's brevity. It's 2023. Yeah, we don't I have mean, time. Is it not is it a different thing than are woolly mammoths and mammoths the same? Um, Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I have the woolly no mammoth idea. is just one of several mammoth species. So when you were saying mammoth, I was thinking you were using it as like a size comparison, like a mammoth burger. You were waiting for the the, the like other part. what it was. Yeah, because yeah, I usually I don't say the word mammoth without saying woolly in front of it very often. Hmm. 
right? Is that what it's now classified? Well, I it's think a, this is just a mammoth. A woolly just happens to be a varietal of mammoths. I see. It's a species. Huh. Well, from, boy, the internet's helpful. Isn't and it? I, the 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 entire um, short crocodile, gator, whatever you the, yeah. the reference you had earlier is when we were down in Florida back in March. We had rented a house. It was great because it was on. It had its own pool, so I didn't have to deal with other people. Mm-hmm. But it also. Mm-hmm was on, what do you call it, one of those canals, so you could uh, get in your boat. The intercoastals. Is that what it's called? The intercoastal, and then that took you to a a larger body of water that you could eventually get to, you know, a bigger bay. It all goes to the ocean. Right. I'm not doing any of that. No. Um, But it was kind of neat because you'd see stuff. Yeah. Like, you'd see a cool bird that would just sit on the perch of this. Yeah. Is there a specific thing that you call those walls? Um, up from the dock or whatever that that basically keep the water from sure, coming over like the a top. Breaker, yeah. Is that what it's called? Okay, yeah. A breaker. But one day, my my son said, "Dad, there's a gator out here." And of course, I freak out. Well, mm. this thing was the size of my cell phone. Sure, you know. But I don't even know if it was an actual gator. I'm thinking it was more of a lizard. You but, didn't have the guts to just grab it. Well, no, because I was sitting up up by closer to the oh, house, and okay. they were down by the 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 sure. the, the river, not the river, the um, intercoastal. Think of the yeah. intercoastal, and that's when he said that. And of course, I freaked out because I'm thinking you're okay, afraid now. Well, they no, got to get away from that. No, no, I'm meaning I have to go rescue yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, you got to get away from this gator. I immediately think of the poor kid that was pulled in at Disneyland. Disneyland. Oh, I horrible. always that's horrible. Yeah. That was my entire fear, though. What as soon as he said that, so I I sprinted, and of course that that wasn't the case. This Poor thing was the size of my phone. My parents have a, a very sweet little puppy. And where they live down in Florida, they have signs all over that says, you know, when you're walking by the intercoastals, you have to be very careful. Like if you have your dog on a leash, be very careful because an alligator could just jump out and grab right, the dog. Right. And so my parents are getting a little older and it's hard to travel with the dog. And I said, Dad, it's a, you know, easy. Just take it for a little walk down there. <laughs> Tie it out for a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> my dad will kill me. He, he, my dad went out of town for like 15 days. My mom and dad went out of town. Mm-hmm. I watched their dog. My wife and I watched their dog. He gets back. He runs, runs to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's excited. And he just takes his dog in his hands and says, you're the only one I've ever loved. You're the only one I've ever missed. <laughs> How and, have you been? And he wasn't joking. He loves that dog. Loves that. So dog. he didn't like that particular comment. He did not like my joke about just tying the dog right, out. Like, right. let's see what happens. Would I want my dog to be eaten by a alligator? No, no, no. Or my dad's dog. It's a nice little animal. But it was a funny line. It was a funny line. Right. I thought it would make it a little easier on him if it was just tragedy struck. <laughs> right? Instead of just dying of old age, that dog dying of old age. Um. So the other one is a little bit more complicated. Mm. And I bring it up because I think we've played this game on this show in one form or another, whether it's the current form of the Weekly Scramble, whether it was the previous form of the beer show. It's the, you know, what would you do? Oh, got it. You know, the the, the, the scenario, and we've all thought about it, mm-hmm. you know, you win the lottery and what would you do? And I yeah. think you and I are both the same, where we're going to be anonymous, mm-hmm. not one person's Ever, including Our the person wives. I'm married yep. to, is ever yes. gonna is ever yeah. gonna know yep. about it? And you know what? You're just gonna. I'm just gonna be the person that it, you just won't have to worry about money. Yep. I'm yep. not. I am not. I'm gonna live the same life pretty much because yep. I don't really have a job. Yeah. What, what else more do you I, want? I come in here and hang out and and, and do the podcast. You get to hang out with Sushray all day. Right. Yep. It's so, so I don't think my lifestyle would change. Plus. I don't want my kids to change. I want my kids to to grow up exactly how mm-hmm. they are because my yeah. I, my kids are awesome. I think this family 
did not have that same okay. reaction is what I'm trying to and, say. And to be fair, we've never won the lottery, so no. we really don't know how we would act. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I'm completely wrong, and, and I would completely change and say— I'd walk in here, you'd put a $100 bill down my pants, right. and I'd be like, oh, thank you. Kids will see you on Christmas. <laughs> yep, yep. A Maine man, meaning the state of Maine, sure. who won the—keep this in mind. This is a lot of money. Yeah. Who won the $1.35 billion Mega Millions jackpot. Ugh. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. $1.35 billion. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Uh, he is now suing his daughter's mother. Okay. I don't know if that means it's his ex-wife, wife, sure. whatever, but his daughter's mother. So this guy is suing his daughter's mother for allegedly telling his family about the win against his wishes. Oh, Okay. The man is taking legal action after winning the Maine State Lottery back in January. He selected the one-time cash payment of $723.56 million that would give him just over $404 million after taxes. That's a lot. Still a lot of money. His identity was unlikely to be determined because he had the option of claiming the winnings under a trust to keep his identity hidden, mm-hmm. which is, again, both of you, you and I would, would do, want to do that. Do the yep. same thing. Yep. In the lawsuit obtained by the Daily Beast, the man identified only as John Doe is seeking damages from his daughter's mother, identified in the lawsuit as Sarah Smith, mm. for revealing the win and potentially jeopardizing his public identity and safety, which I agree with completely. Two weeks before the man... Claimed the prize in February, the woman signed a non-disclosure agreement requiring her to keep the man's lottery win a secret until their daughter turned 18 in June of 2032 to avoid irreparable harm of allowing the media or the public in general to discover his identity, physical location, assets, and their daughter. Um, The man agreed to provide her with support and ongoing security resources in exchange for signing the NDA. I'm sorry. This guy is 100% in the right. Okay, step back one thing. If no one knows he won the lottery, no one besides him, the trust, and that's it, why does he have to tell the the ex-girlfriend, the baby's mama, why does he have to mention anything? Why does he make her need to sign an NDA if no one's going to know? But what he needed to do, Reavers, is he needed to get old Cheryl, what was her, Susan Smith? He need to get Susan Smith back because he's been pining for her all those days. She had one of his babies, Reverse. He obviously had a relationship with her before, and he always has loved her. So you know what you do? You drop the hint to her and say, hey, I need to have you sign something. This is important. But by the way, I won $404 million. Would you like to go to coffee tonight? Right? So he didn't have to tell her. Right? He didn't have to tell his kid. He didn't have to do anything. He could have just kept his mouth shut, paid for his kids. Because the the ex-girlfriend would have been saying, hey, I need $149 for shoes for a little Karen here. And he would have said, why don't we split it? I'll do $100, you do $40. And he could have kept that going forever. Right? Or why doesn't he just say, here's a Visa card or American Express or whatever. You will never have to pay this. If you need to pay for things for... Our beloved daughter. Yep. You just put it on this particular card. Yep. You don't have to pay for it. It's it's under both of our names. I, I'll take care of it. Yep. And then you can monitor or whatever. Because if, I'm, if I'm doing some day trading, and I, I, I see that I can make another $1,000 a week, and it's it's been really good for me. This will just help us 
navigate these troubled waters. Yeah, until she's 18. So don't worry about it. And then I, I'm opening a college 529 for her. I just put in $1,000 into it. And you know what that gal thinks? She's like, wow, that's really responsible of him. Little does she know, he might have been afraid because he went out and bought a $32 million house, potentially. And the the girl could have said, well, wait. Where'd you get the 32 million bucks? And you could say, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But drop her off down on the street when you come over. Don't let don't let her into the gate. Under though, Michael, under the NDA, Sarah mm-hmm. was required to inform him within 24 hours if she violated the agreement. She did not notify him of the violation after allegedly revealing the win to his father and stepmother over the phone. The news then made it to his sister, and more people may know of his lottery win. Mm. The documents state that the unauthorized disclosure of the win led to John suffering irreparable injury and that there is immediate and imminent danger that John Doe will continue to suffer injury for which there is no adequate remedy at law. The man is seeking the mother to reveal who else she told about the lottery win. He is seeking at least $100,000 for each time she violated the non-disclosure agreement, as well as attorney's fees and court costs incurred. Hmm. Man. Well, I I think once she told one person... Oh, it spread like wildfire. Again, that's why you got to keep it all in-house. And, you know, for this, I get the security thing, right? For sure. If you won 400 million bucks, you know, my neighbor might have $400 million, but I don't know that. Right? I don't know that. It's not posted in the newspaper. But the moment they post, hey, John Doe just won 40 million bucks. He lives at 1234 Pine. Well, that's a whole different problem because you have a whole bunch of people coming to the house all of a sudden. Well, and not to go all Liam Neeson on the whole bit, Mm -hmm. but it it does become a situation where you're more worried about the safety of your kids. Yep. yep, Right? Doesn't that basically what it amounts to? But to to sue her for monetary things seems a little odd because, first of all, she probably doesn't have $100,000 for everybody she told. Probably not. Secondly, he doesn't need the money. I think I would do more because I I think he's still pining for her. I think I, I, you need to go out with me three times till, so we can talk this out, hmm. right? Make her make her go on coffee dates so they can talk it out. I think he's, I think deep down, 10 bucks as they get back together. Oh. You know why I say mm. that? Here's here's my rationale. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll take that bet. Okay. okay. I say that they do not get back Let together. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because once someone wins the lottery like that, they realize that they have no potential for real friendship anymore. Everything is based on, you just won $404 million. Now I'm excited to meet you, excited to see you, excited to talk to you. But he knew that at one point in his life, he had a relationship with this woman that potentially was real, right? Okay. Because he had enough relationship to sleep with her, whatever. Even if it was a short-lived thing, it still happened. So I bet you anything, he's going to say, I knew that Sarah liked me at one point. So potentially, it just didn't work out for uh, for us for a myriad of reasons. But now we can make it work out. And I know she's not just going to be a money grubber because she accepted me for who I was before the lottery winnings. And I think a lot of lottery people go through that same emotion. Hmm. In fact, I know people that have won the lottery that have gone through you that do. emotion. I do. Oh, I've I told you that, that story. Oh, I, that's right. Yeah. Yes, you did tell and, me and, that story. And I think they, they really had a struggle meeting anyone, anyone who is genuinely interested in talking to them on a human-to-human basis instead of a human-to-recipient uh, of See, And that's, I guess, why you, you, you can't play it big. You got you to, gotta, you know, instead of buying the, you know, 10 point Five million dollar house. You got to buy the seven hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, you, but then you, you walk into your seven hundred thousand dollar bathroom and you say, 
where's the steamer? Where's the Korean chick that I have working here I every day giving me the back yeah, massage? Okay. I mean, you lose all that stuff. I just pick Korean because they have real strong hands. That's all I could think of. <laughs> I don't know that. I've never had a massage from anybody, well, here, really. I'll, I'll bail you out. Yeah, um, thank you. I, I want to talk to the, the fine folks that listen to our uh, award-nominated podcast about our friends at Harmony Spirits, and I've got a lot to say in a short amount of time. Because we actually got an email, Garage Logic related, Ooh. and I love this idea. Joe did mention it briefly, but because it's Thanksgiving week, I want to let Carol know that I am 100% going to make this for thing. I'm going to at least attempt to because. Uh, is this a drink? No. Okay, go well, ahead. Well, you know what, though? It probably could be. Okay. You let's, could. Let's I could see it. how you could turn this into. A variation of an old-fashioned. Mm, Joe, old for some reason, brought up cranberries on the show maybe Monday or late last. It must have been Monday. And so Carol emailed and says, hey, Joe, I was listening to the show and heard you talking about cranberries. Every fall, I make cranberry orange relish, and yes, it takes a ton of sugar. But this year, I decided to replace the sugar with Harmony Spirits bourbon maple syrup and add chopped walnuts. It's delicious. Mm. It's now my new tradition. I had a great time at Tattersall. Happy Thanksgiving, Carol Joy. Carol, first of all, thank you for supporting Harmony Spirits and the bourbon maple syrup, which, did you get your bottle? I, I did. I did you. give yep, you your yep, bottle. Okay, yep, I just I realized, like, oh, crap, did I forget no, to bring no, Mike's no, bottle? No, even though you've been eating that intravenously just to get as much in as you possibly yeah, can. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to try this, and I do want to try it because my grandmother used to make real cranberries yes, at with Thanksgiving. orange peels just ground oh, up. Yeah. So I want to try this because mm-hmm. I know I'll butcher it to death, Sure, but I at least want to try it because it sounds, it sounds good. so good. With chopped walnuts inside? I think, I, you know what I like more than Harmony's... Syrup. What's that? Is their booze. Yeah. <laughs> their booze is really good. <laughs> You're right. Right? Is. I mean, it, it's, I think that I, I have to make a drink for this. So because I'm the youngest son, youngest kid in the family, yep. no one expects me to be able to do anything. Sure. And because they don't expect me to be able to do anything, I try to prove them correct every time. <laughs> so I never bring food. Like my brother, when he has a party, he asked me to bring ice. And I go grab a couple 20-pound oh, bags of ice. so you're the booze guy for I, gatherings. I, so, so this uh, Thanksgiving, I need to come up with a, a signature drink. Ah. And I will 100% be using something from Harmonies because okay. they, 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 they know what they're doing and they make fantastic stuff. So I have to do a little research. I, I, I might do some old fashions or a, a permutation of an old fashioned with some, maybe I can put a little syrup in it, like a little maple syrup. Oh, that's there. a really good idea. That's not a bad, the bad idea. Uh, Harmony Spirits also makes the perfect Christmas gift for the fan in your life. The This Saturday, Harmony is celebrating the kickoff to the holidays and small business Saturday with $5 bloodies and 10% off any bottle purchase right there at the tasting room in Harmony, Minnesota. Remember, all Harmony Spirits are completely Minnesota-made. From grain to glass, very, very few local distilleries can say that. Harmony Spirits has been a big supporter of both our show and Garage Logic, so please support them this holiday season. Head down to Harmony and stock up, and I can't mention it now, but they have a very cool program that we are hopefully going to announce uh, on this show before Christmas rolls around, but this idea is brilliant, and I cannot wait to make the announcement. But Harmony Spirits, they're awesome. Uh, I met uh, our guy Ben, Mm -hmm. uh, the curator of the Bourbon Barrel-Aged Maple Syrup at the Tattersall Town Council Mm -hmm. meeting last week. Uh, Really cool guy, so much fun. It's just a really cool relationship, 
And I'm glad that we get to be a and part of it. And when you go into your local liquor store, ask for Harmony yes. brand. Just ask, if you don't see it, just say, hey, do you have Harmony? And then buy it and then say, oh, that was a good that was a good and idea. Here's the thing. I don't think people realize the power that the consumer has in oh, that yeah. regard. Yeah. I mean, a couple of people ask for it and a couple of people buy it. It's now on the shelf. The liquor yeah. reps can go in and, yeah. and push whatever they want. Yeah. And the store people are going to say, okay, yeah, whatever. If you go in as a buyer and say, hey, I'm looking for this. How come you guys don't have it? That has so much more weight than anything that a, a promoter can have. You know what the best, the best example of that is? Last year's unknown, out-of-nowhere success, the Slush Buster. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. We advertised on this show in Garage Logic. People came in and asked for it. Yes. It wasn't something that normally Fratellonis would carry because we just didn't get it, right? right? And it was a, we got it because people asked for it, and it blew off the shelf. Yeah, for it's sure. It's the same thing that would happen with Harmony. That's awesome. So, yeah, th- uh, please continue to support them. We appreciate it. HarmonySpirits.net is their website. Um, I mentioned Thanksgiving, and I mentioned the transition. I will say this, though, about how it didn't really dawn on me because what? Wasn't it like almost 60 degrees on Sunday? Something yeah, like nice. that. Plus, it, we, yeah. you know, my, my son played in his very first basketball tournament. Oh, Fine. Well, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I guess I might as well. I got to tell you, Mike, my so my niece is a senior uh, on the Faribault basketball team, and okay. she's been uh, on the varsity team for a couple of years now. And my brother told me that, you know, you're going to – when William, my oldest, when he gets into it, you're going this is what you're going to be doing every weekend, yeah, right? Yeah. And I went, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Oh, dear God. Nonstop. He – Got bit by the basketball bug. Oh no! This weekend, which is great. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm kind of one of that. I'm using this term extremely loosely. I'm one of the assistant coaches. Okay. Meaning they hand me the book and I mark down when a kid gets a foul or sure, a kid scores sure, a bucket. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we were playing our first game. He he had played in like a just an organized rec league yeah. uh, last year, but it wasn't really like a it wasn't a travel basketball sure. league like it is this year. And so we're playing, who were we playing? We were playing, oh, we were playing the hated West Tonka, whoever they are, mm-hmm. right? And so we're getting we're getting them online. Hey, here we go. We're gonna have we get and it's a mad scramble, right? There's six minutes go by and nobody scored. And William gets the ball. And he goes up for the shot. And I'm so I'm just like, I'm just happy. Holding your breath. Yeah. I'm like, he's got a shot off. And it went in. And the look on this kid's face. Yeah. And my wife got a, sna- a snapshot of him taking said shot because, oh, of course, cool. she's the mom that has to document every single sure, moment of sure. every single second of every well, single play. Well, you were taking his stats. And, and I'm taking stats. Yeah. But watching the joy yeah. on this kid's face where he barely knows how to dribble, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, Christ, yeah. I'm going to be Here doing this yeah. every weekend for the Better rest of like my basketball. life, right? But it was it was so freaking cool, man. I was so happy for him. Good for him. And we kept it to within 30, and we only lost by, you know, like whatever it was. But that's okay. Sure. Yeah. He got that one little shining moment. It was awesome. That feels good. Yeah. yeah. You remember those things for a long time. He had the time. little fist pump. Like, oh, Rrr. did he do that? Oh, yeah, it, was, it was awesome. It was he awesome. Didn't say, he didn't scream at the opposing team no, or the sidelines. No, because I will right. give him this. Because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's some kids that, Need a little bit of an ego check sure. at the door, and as soon as he did the, yeah, he kind of he kind of glanced at me like, was that too much? Yeah. And of course, I'm not gonna. Nah, you, know, you take it. But yeah. I but I'm a big hey boys, mm-hmm. act like you've been there yep. before, yep. right? Yep. Because don't let yeah. that other team realize this isn't your first basket. Oh, this this kid yeah. doesn't know how to you know that because that's the thing, sure. right? So anyway, it was it was awesome. It was, was there any uh, uh, back talking between the players, Mike? 
I was stunned. Are you kidding me? No. That's what I fear. I, you know what? Kids are like, oh, come on. Uh, he can't shoot. Give it to him. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, the team, this team that I already mentioned by name, yeah. did did not have any of that. Sure. The second team they play, we played, and I will not reveal the city mm. that starts with the letter F that's in the Metro. That's not Faribault because okay. Faribault's not in the Metro. Right. But th- that team had a couple of kids where I thought, who, where are your parents? Yeah. Like, you're you're jawing yeah. at another sixth grader? Like, what? Who? Yeah, yeah. And, and not that I care because I, I don't care, but I'm just thinking... What's that kid gonna turn into? Sure. You know what I mean? Like that kid doesn't get better because that, that entitled nature that exists at sixth grade—that's mm. not going to improve yeah. throughout the course yeah. of time. Yeah. That's going to just manifest, sure. right? Yeah. Am, well, I, am I wrong there? Uh, unless, uh, it, well, let me say this: especially if the kid's talented, because then he's like, "Oh, I'm good at this," and and John and and back talking to other players because the one kid that plays for the team. In the city that starts with the letter F, within the metro, did do a lot of the would shoot the ball and then hold it. Oh, but not make the shot necessarily. And wouldn't make the shot. Yeah. And you know me. Yeah. You know that I'm the king of the comeback, right? Yeah. I'm I, I, yeah. I'm the you know you're pretty much not going to outsmart the smartass, right? Yeah. And I kept wanting to go, miss, miss, yeah. But I but I thought now. I'm the 46 year old dad no. slash assistant coach. Can't I can't do really do no. that, but. The sixth grade me would have done mm. that. Did he, when he <laughs> take the shot and got he hacked, did he say, and one, and one? Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though the ball didn't go in, yeah. but you're still saying and one. And one, oh, that's um, cute. But I just thought, and, and again, because you got to have, because, you know, these kids are dumb. They, they're hearing that, and they're yeah. saying, yeah. they're talking. To their... Boys, harness it, mm. control it. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. It's yeah. not going to make the situation better. Just, you know, just breathe, just relax. Just, mm-hmm. it's all good, right? It's all good. So, my favorite when my daughter was playing a volleyball team and the team was kind of tough team to play and they were getting their butts kicked and they all circled up on this timeout. Mm-hmm. And I said, What were you guys talking about? And they said, We all hated that girl. And I said, Why? <laughs> and I said, Why did you hate her? And they all said, She has just the most beautiful hair. <laughs> that was the, wasn't about her competitiveness. wasn't about her skill set. They were just all mad at her because she was pretty and look had at, very nice hair. Look at her hair, and she's amazing. like, you know, she's a she's an eighth grader. She's old enough, right? So she's like, oh, we just hated her. Why? She had just the most beautiful hair. Oh. I'm like, oh, that's just kind of sweet. Um, Reavers, can I update you on my Fratelloni's five thousand friend quest? Oh my god, I for, completely forgot to Reavers, write this down. It is unbelievable how sweet some people Your are. Your video was spectacular. Which one? The one you posted on Facebook. Oh, I, I have two posts. I did two posts. Oh, I didn't see the second one. Yeah, I did one. A, one post about my yard. Just my grass lines were straight. Well, that's the right? one I saw, right? And then I, and I posted one about putting a, uh, starting a fire like in the bonfire. Oh, for Crenola, uh, I didn't see that yeah, one. It, 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 neither of them were great. I'm just learning. But more importantly, we have the nicest guys that listen to this show. 100%. Then I... Right after the show yes. aired, I started getting friend requests. I'm going to say I, I'd like to name them off, but I can't figure out how to name them in order of like when they hopped on I on, on, see this. on no, I didn't see uh, the Facebook one. because my Facebook, all my friends just blended together. You can't say newest friends to oldest friends, right? Otherwise, I'd read off all their names. Reavers, I, I'm not joking. Maybe forty to fifty people. Friend requested me, and 100%, every single one of them, uh, they've reached out by DMs. They said, hey, uh, next time you're down in Florida, you should check out this. Or some guy had gone to the same resort I had been to, and he said, did you do the cigar uh, uh, tour? I mean, it was really, really, really cool. I feel bad that I can't read off their names, uh, although it would take a couple minutes. Um, I'm now seeing this video for the very first time. Yeah, yeah. 
I have a question. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I might have several. Yes. So this this is in the backyard of your home, the fire. No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that, that was going to be my yeah, question. It could be someplace else. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because oh! because I was using a flamethrower. That's what yes. I'm asking. So flamethrowers, I don't think you can use in the city potentially. So I was that was like that was more of an up north thing, right? So I was I was because this might be. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. It does look cool. It really does work to to start a little bonfire. It really, really works well. Mike, yeah, you you almost appear as if you're a superhero yeah, in this video. That's, yeah. Do you see? There's another picture. My wife took this picture from about a hundred yards away. She took it of me where I just look like just I'm just contemplating life. You're chill. I'm just you're just chill. I'm just super contemplative. I'm just wondering what's going on in my life. In reality. I kept checking my phone because I was getting all these friend requests. So <laughs> I, I'm at like uh, 680 friends or something like that. Maybe maybe not that much. But I think if you're listening right now, and if you, I don't, I don't want this to sound like I'm not a fun guy mm-hmm. or that I don't have friends because I do have friends. But if you if you have a lack of buddies, and you listen to GL or you listen to this show and yeah. you like you like what we do here. And you want an inner circle. And you want an inner circle. Because yeah. my goal is if I had 5,000 guys, then I know whatever bar I go to, I'm going to see a buddy there. Yeah. Right? Yes. I know every event that I'm going to go to, I'm going to have a buddy there. Right? And and I would consider these actually like buddies, not just Facebook friends. Right. If they're into this they're into things I'm into, right? And and I would consider these like good. Be- so please, Mike Michael Fratelloni is my Facebook, right? Michael Fratelloni, yes. not just Mike. If yep. you look under Michael Fratelloni, I don't know why I made it so formal. I did that 25 years ago or whenever Facebook came out. Friend request me because I want to build this to 5,000. Then Reavers and I want to say, we're going to someplace. Let's go buy everybody a beer. And I want everybody to come. And I think it would just be great. And there's going to be many more events like that. All right. I want to I yeah. want to keep that thread yes. continuing. But I also want you to do me a favor. Sure. The same video yes. of you up north yep. with yep. your flamethrower, yep. please put this on Twitter. Okay. And the reason I'm asking you to do that is if you do this and then either at, you know do the at Chris Reavers or whatever, I'm going to put this out there so that way these knuckleheads can also see that. Sure. Because none of these guys are on Facebook except for Rookie and Rookie posts about the, you know, the 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 burgers that he made on the grill or well, whatever. Well, I will do that and then when you hashtag uh, Mike Fratelloni or at Mike Fratelloni on, on yep. Twitter, yep. also put a uh, search for 5,000 friends. Friend, Fratelloni, Mike Fratelloni's okay. search for 5,000 buddies, right? I don't know what to call it yet. I haven't come up with a name, but I think 5,000 would be a really cool amount of people from Minnesota that I can bump into that are, you know, I would have a GLer's back wherever I'm going, yeah. and I, it would be cool to have 5,000 guys here that would all have my back. Man. And I, I think that would be a lot of fun. That's so freaking cool. Where yeah. did you get a flamethrower? I That was the, a, a couple of Christmases ago. I was looking online, and I saw a video of someone using that flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned to my wife and I said, this is what I want for Christmas. If you don't buy me this for Christmas, I'm going to buy it Christmas morning. I'll go online and buy it yep. Christmas morning. So don't give me anything else. I don't want anything else. Except for this flamethrower. The flamethrower is what I want. And I also wanted the backpack that carried like four more gallons of gas. She didn't get me that part. Right? <laughs> and I was like, well, you should have. Because now what so I have to do is get the backpack. this shoots out fuel with the flame? Yeah, it is a flamethrower. You shoot gasoline like 25 feet and it uses a about a half gallon of gas every 11 seconds so it's not super efficient 
fuel-wise. Wow. You don't get a lot of seconds for the gallon okay. per gallon. Pardon my ignorance. Yes. Because I told you I had a lot yeah, of questions. Yeah, yeah. What do you need a flamethrower? How do you... No, no, no. Okay. I, no, that is yeah, not yeah, a question okay. at all. Every guy every sure. guy needs, needs one of these. Yes, I agree. But the other thing I'm wondering is, well, okay, how long can you hold the trigger? 11 seconds, and then it's out of gas. Oh. And then you have to put... That's why I needed that four-gallon backpack. And then it needs to reset. Is that, no, it just... I have to go get more gas. It runs out of fuel. Like, it has a fuel tank on it that you put gas in, and in 11 seconds, it's empty. And so you have to stop it and go pour in more gas okay. and then start it back up. But if okay. you get this extension that is a backpack, it's like a fuel can backpack, yep. then you could go for probably two sixty seconds or maybe two, uh, 120 seconds. And But 120 seconds of flamethrowing is a lot of flamethrowing. You don't really need to do much with that flamethrower. It is an incredibly powerful thing. Um, you may not know this about me, but I have a military Humvee, right? You know that? You, I think you, I you might think know that. I think I knew that. And I, I have a great picture of me on the back of my Humvee, like standing in the back, flamethrowing out in the dark with a big American flag. I haven't shared that picture yet because I haven't been on Facebook. But my buddies, these 5,000 buddies, <laughs> I think all would think that's cool, right? <laughs> yes. And so I might put that photo up. I love the new Mike Fredelotti. Yeah. I I'm I love share. This. Like, I don't care. I have a Humvee. I don't care. No, who cares that I have a Humvee? No one cares. No. And it's fun. And I drive it on the streets and everyone yells, thank you for your service. And I said, I've of never what? been in that service. Yeah. Like, Did I sell you some uh, nuts yeah, and like, bolts? Yeah, I, I, I pride myself in the service at the hardware store, but I, I took it to the VFW not that long ago. And everyone in the VFW was like, whose was this? Whose Humvee is it? And I thought, ah, yeah. oh, crap. I can't, I'm like the one guy in this VFW that has no military service whatsoever. Right. I highly respect the military, sure. but I don't have any service. So I, I had to like uh, buy everybody a beer and say it's mine. I, I'm not perpetrating a fraud here, boys, but the Humvees are a lot of fun. So not that I want to completely take a left turn, but there was one story, and it is a bit time sensitive, that I wanted to bring up with you because I find it just hilarious. And um, are you familiar with the Carissa Thompson story? Yeah, where she just proclaimed that she made up news stories. Here, I, I love this story so much for so many reasons. So for those of you that are unfamiliar, Carissa Thompson, who now hosts the Amazon Network pre- and post-game show for their Thursday night football coverage. Carissa used to be a sideline reporter for, I believe, both ESPN, Fox, and well, whatever. But those were the two where she had mm -hmm. the most prominent prominence. It was both with ESPN and Fox. Well, she... Came out. I think she does a podcast with um, uh, help me the gal that now does the sideline for Fox, who had the unfortunate situation. Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews. Thank you. So those, I got one. Those, I got one. Reverse. Those two host a podcast together, I believe, in which Carissa admitted that in a lot of the sideline reports, she tended to make stuff up. Yeah. Where you know, is it believable? Well, of course it is because. But the other thing is, I, as a football watcher, I'm not offended for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't really give a damn what the sideline reporter has to say because I'm – and it has nothing to do with whether that's a female or male or whatever. I am so sick of all of the nonsense that goes on around mm. outside of the actual game action sure. where I don't need an hour of pregame leading up to the Vikings game at noon. I don't need any of that. Yep. I don't yep. care about yep. any of that. 
I am informed enough to know that, oh, this player is hurt. That guy's not going to play. I don't need Terry Bradshaw to mumble to me for 14 minutes about whatever. I don't care. And does anybody think, anybody in the world <laughs> think that a coach during halftime is going to say, Krista, what we really need to do is we're going to run a 3-4 offense because we need to push them. No. Do you think they're going to give any soundbite that has any no. relevance to realism, or is it just going to be mush? But, but at the same time, <laughs> And I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. The fact that she's willing to admit this, and is she committing career suicide? Probably not. Yeah. Because she's achieved a level now where if, and I don't think this will happen, but if Amazon was to decide to get rid of her, she'd have another job in 10 seconds. But the fact that she's so upfront and honest about this information and basically biting the hand that feeds her, I also find laughable because she also doesn't realize somewhat how replaceable she she could be at some point. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's a bunch of other sideline reporters, including Michelle Tafoya, who probably is one of the best to ever do it, mm. that said, this is a joke. I can't believe she actually ad- admitted this in, in, in the public yeah. sphere or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought... Boy, if you're if you're that upset about something this freaking meaningless, life's pretty good for you. Right? Yeah, she's like, uh, you know, first of all, no coach is ever going to get mad if I say like they need to stop hurting themselves. We need to do better on third downs. Like just this really baloney, innocuous crap. Innocuous. Yeah. And and if then that's what she does. Why should she even be on the sideline? That's another if, point. If she's yep. just yep. If Michelle Tafoya actually might have dug. And if she didn't have something, she would have talked about something that she could have observed herself. Right? Well, and I heard, I, I, I wish I could remember where I heard this, but someone had basically said a lot of the sideline reports that you will hear is information you've gathered during the course of the week. It has very little to do with the interaction that you have with the coach running either running the, yeah, to yeah. or from the tunnel at halftime. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wish I could remember where I heard that, uh, but I can't. But basically it was, well, a lot of that info you're hearing on the Fox, CBS, NBC, whatever telecast is stuff I learned on Tuesday. Sure. You know, that of that given week because I sat down with the quarterback's coach. It's an and, and inch learned. deep. None of it's, you're not yeah, getting anything no, deep, no. right? So anyway, yeah, I, that, I'm that not is a weird one. And So we had that story. Have you well, talked? The, the, the oh, reason ahead, I wanted oh, to bring oh, it up oh, was yeah. because she has now become a meme on Twitter Ooh. where, you know, they'll, they'll have the photo of her with the microphone on the sideline. Okay. And it'll say, Carissa Thompson is reporting. And then it's something completely made up, which I'm all for. I, I think that I love like, stuff like that. That's, that's classic. Where it was the, my favorite one. And I, I retweeted this was Carissa Thompson is reporting that Shohei Otani will be signing with the Montreal Expos, mm. a team that no longer exists. exists. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the only good, at least for me anyway, that came from that story. That is pretty so. good. I do. Um, I love the fact that you found it on X, where you now it's a meme on X, like you noticed on Twitter. What do you think of Elon Musk suing Media Matters for? Have you followed that story at all? Vaguely. It is a very, let me give you a brief just in case you don't know it, right? So Media Matters, they had this young reporter who went and opened three Twitter accounts. This Twitter account followed a bunch of neo-Nazis and hate groups, right? These three accounts. Yep. Then she took photos of the three accounts that had like a, 
a car commercial, like a standard car commercial, next to something really aggressive, maybe anti-Semitic, maybe white supremacist ad that was kind of placed next to it, or a story. And she wrote a story and sa- said something like, wow, you know, there's a lot of hate crime and, and neo-Nazis on Twitter. And Elon lost his mind. And he said, I am going to put upon you the largest lawsuit you've ever had in your because they were going to these the GMs of the world saying, GM, do you want to be associated with neo-Nazis? Yeah. And GM's like, oh, what's going on? Well, little did they know that this person who opened the three random Twitter accounts and only followed neo-Nazi groups and re, re, you know um, refresh, 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 refresh till the right ad came up to match one and then took pictures of it like it would happen organically, yep. right? And it's like, oh my goodness, their Media Matters is going to be gone. Elon's going to use every dollar in his disposal to he take will not, Media Matters. He will not care how much it costs. I mean, th- yeah. they're, they're saying that some what, states... Remind attorneys, me, what is, what is Media Matters? Media Matters is a... Um, a left-leaning organization that does um, they they kind of tell you what media is good and what media is bad from a from what they say is oh, just the unbiased unbiased observer. group. Sure, but sure. but then they find out that this one of the reporters just totally made up data, totally made up data, and it uh, it financially affected X because companies are saying what's going on here. And you know he's like, well, that's impossible. That's a that's a one in forty trillion example, right? How are they doing this? Oh, because she's faking it through this random and three. It, and it occurred, or uh, what do you call it? It, it, it compopulated. Yeah, the algorithm did oh, it. All the ag- yes. algorithms. But you you would have to be super 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 specific to ever make it happen again. And she only knew this. Because she knew exactly what would happen if she did this over and over, over and then and, over and again. to and she didn't say, "Hey, I opened three accounts. I followed a bunch of neo Nazis, and oh by the way, it gave me a story about a neo Nazi and uh, a car company." Boy, I right? really wouldn't want to be her hiring. I, I wouldn't want to be in her spot right now too. And yeah. and he's, I think he has uh, many states attorneys generals are looking at this saying, "What did they do?" Because they can go after media matters too, so it might not only be oh the ripple effect Elon yeah. right. It might be Elon and a bunch of states saying, "Hey, you can't do that crap. You've been you've been uh, acting as an arbiter of of goodwill, and that's totally false." Right. You know, allegedly, totally false. But I have a strange feeling this one's going to be one of those downfalls. Remember when Fox lost that, you know, 92 million bucks or whatever they lost? What did Fox lose the big uh, big one on? I'm forgetting why why Fox lost the big one, but CNN lost to the, that one kid who was on the march. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. Uh, Covington Catholic High School Yeah, kid. but then, and then Fox lost an equal and opposite one, right? Somebody, yeah. they lost it. But, you know, th- they have to really watch themselves because— But that's good. That's good. They should right? be watching Someone themselves. should be watching you. And, and if you get uh, defamed by somebody who's lying, you should go after them as hard as you possibly can, yep. right? And luckily, he has the money to do it. Say, because if it costs him four million bucks or five million bucks to do it, I couldn't do it. If someone did that to me, right. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm out of luck." Right? right? Everyone just thinks I'm a crazy person. Right? Crazier person. You're not crazy, Michael. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. Please do us a favor and rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would generally appreciate it. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to one and all. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.